Alrighty, folks. Welcome back to the Jonathan Coots Show for another episode. And today we're going to talk about the lack of articulation that exists amongst my generation, amongst Generation Z, Zoomers, whatever you want to call it. But also, I feel like it's also uh, a rampant problem amongst older generations as well, millennials and the younger Gen Xers. Uh, just in general, people have such a poor vocabulary, and it's problematic because if you can't articulate something, uh, you can't solve that problem. Uh, people who are unable to speak about something, if you don't have the words capable of describing a problem, then how are you going to fix that problem? Because it's a problem that can't be named. If you don't have the words to use it, you don't face the same problems because you can't face up to that problem if you can't describe what it is. Uh, the Aboriginal uh, from Australia, the Aborigines, they... Um, they have no words for like left and right. Um, everything is south southwest, or you, it, everything is based on what I believe they would take measurements essentially and like um, describe areas and locations based on the position of the sun. And so your position with the sun it was all the four cardinal directions. And so we as Americans, when we think of how time flows. We typically think of it the way that we read things. We read from left to right, and so time flows. If we were to say, oh, well, that's in the past, we would point towards the left. If they're like, oh, that's way out in the future, typically we'll go forward in front of us because time flows out of us or whatever. Or we'd say, oh, when we chronologic um, make things in chronological order, such as uh, pictures of somebody aging, typically they would put the youngest, the babies, on the left and the oldest adults on the right. This is Americans or English-speaking uh, countries or anything that's based on the Latin language, which is read from left to right. But people who have Arabic languages, right to left, that's the way that they write and read, when they would take those same pictures, and this was a scientific study, I forget the lady's name, um, but I'll, I can put it in the link in the description. But there's a study done on how they think of time based on the words that they use and the vocabularies available to them. So people that would read in such a manner um, that it goes right to left, Arabic-speaking languages, Hebrew, um, uh, those sorts of ones, they would make things chronological from right to left. So the baby, the youngest, to the oldest on the left, right to left. But the aboriginals were different. They would, it would change based on the direction that they were facing. If they were facing north, then the oldest is north and the youngest is south. And it changes if they're, based, if they're facing east, it'll go east-west. And so direction was completely different for them. And so time flows differently for them in their mind's eye because their language was different. The words that they spoke, they did not have words for left to right. Everything was typically east-west or north-south, south-southeast, south-southwest, all these different variations on that. The same thing is true for objects. English is one of the very few languages that is not gendered. And so right now I'm taking a French class and I have to sit taking a test and feel like, ah, what's the gender of a dishwasher? Like, 
everything is gendered. And so the words used to describe a bridge in one language might be beautiful, elaborate, um, gorgeous, flowy, things that were typically feminine when a bridge in that uh, language is a feminine word. You would describe it that way. If it was a masculine word, it would be strong, sturdy, stable, powerful, menacing. If it's a very big bridge, all these words, they're typically more masculine. And so language is an extremely important thing. And this is a video that very recently surfaced that I'm going to play the latter half of it. Um, it's kind of explaining that problem. Let's play it. Like, in, like, talking phases, and it's just, like, you're, like, labeled that, and it's, like, people, like, are considered, like, you can't, like, you're just, like, confused, and, like, most of the time, like, the girl get, like, gets, like, attached or something, and they, like, see it, like, it's going to lead to a relationship, and it's always not, and it's just, like, that's, like, my biggest thing. It's, like, I just hate the whole, like, how, like, talking stages are so, like, normalized. Like, traditional dating does not exist in this generation. So... There's that. I hope you guys could hear that. Okay. But I, this this poor girl has zero capacity for speech. And she used like nearly 20 times, I believe. I didn't count myself, but I heard that somewhere. I could be totally wrong. But she only has like 10 worth. There you go. Now I got to say like, ah, drives me crazy. But she only has 20 words in her vocabulary, at least in this and that's not necessarily her fault. Very, very few people. The average um, literacy rate is plummeting. It's going very far down. Um, like 40% of adults can only read at a fourth grade level. Many people um, are functionally illiterate, which is a big problem. Um, very few people can read at high actual undergraduate levels. I have uh, somebody who I know, she is 28, and she is a PhD student. She'll be getting her PhD soon. But she told me herself that she has probably a fourth, fifth grade reading level. She has very poor um, reading comprehension, which is not really something that I would go around saying. That goes to show the state of our education system. PhD students are functionally illiterate. That's a huge problem because teachers, I can think of very few more vain people than professors. And so all these college students just write the papers and write it in such a manner that they know that the professors will give them a good grade for it. And the standards are, are astronomically lower because of opening admission rates. I mean, the college that I am in um, has... It's harder to get turned down from that college than it is to get into it. We can put it that way. They're not very competitive anymore. I mean, obviously, there's massive amounts of legislation trying to make college free or much cheaper, even though college rates are going higher. So the way they're going to do that is through student loan forgiveness, which is a problem. But they want to make college free so that everybody can get it. But then at that point, 
college will just become high school 2.0. And the same problems that we have with our current high school education will just apply to college. Because the fact of the matter is, is if you're in college and you still have a fourth grade, fourth grade reading level, then something terribly wrong has happened in the high school process. People are not learning English the way that they're supposed to. Math is one thing, but very few people are good at math anymore as well. But at least math requires, at least higher grades of math requires um, studious activity to learn it. You have to learn to do math because it's not nearly as intuitive as English should be, the one and only language that Americans speak. That is the American language, and people are terribly unproficient at it. And that's a big problem. And I just spelled out why that's a problem. It's a problem because if you are, she's trying to identify something that is real. The dating uh, process in America, in the Western world by and large, is terribly broken. The hookup culture is a very, very bad thing. I mean, I'm a witness to this on my college campus. I've heard uh, what I would call horror stories of people that are just buffoons all around. And the women are not much better than the guys. They participate in it just as much. But when people are frustrated by that, and they can't articulate why they're frustrated about it, why it is a problem, then we can't remedy that problem because we cannot articulate exactly what it is. And the decision-making process and the remedy process of an ill requires precision. I think of it similar to cancer medicine. One of the problems with cancer medicine as we have it now is it is terribly unprecise. So there is this cluster of sickened cells that are killing all the cells around it. It is expanding and growing larger. That's what cancer is. That's why it's called something that's called cancerous. is something that is expanding and causing more damage. But the cancer medicine is terribly unprecise. And so when you take it, it damages vast amounts of other parts of the body, which make it harder to fight the cancer. And that's what's happening with our ability to use and weaponize language. Language is being weaponized against the sane people by the insane people via ambiguity. Trying to take words and make them mean something that they do not mean. Because a big problem is that people believe words are ambiguous by nature or socially constructed by nature. But words are targeting a truth that is deeper than the word itself. Truth underlies the fabric of reality, and so a word is a description of that. So, so to some degree, words are socially constructed, but in a deeper sense, they are not. A word means what it means. That's why there is a problem with people trying to reclaim words and take them to mean something that they don't mean. But words inherently mean what they mean, and you can try to change that. And sometimes you may be successful, but other times, most of the time, you won't. Like, no matter what you say... You will never be able to change the inherent value of the word woman. Men will try to appropriate that word and take it to mean something that it is not.
They'll try to be a woman, but they cannot be a woman because they are a man. It doesn't matter if you try to change that word and say that, oh, well, this is, um, it's a socially constructed thing. Gender is nothing but a, a concept of the atomical collisions in my brain and chemical fusions that create the thing that I call thought. And because it is simply a sprouting of that, then it can mean whatever I want it to mean. But that's foolishness. Same thing with the N-word, but there's another precarious situation that's happening is certain words are only going to be permissible for certain people to use. Such as the N-word. Only people of a specific geographical region are allowed to use those words. If you are outside of that category, then those are then offensive. But if they're using it, it is a term of endearment. Obviously, that too is foolishness. And so as long as we are incapable of using precise speech and articulating the thoughts that we have in our brain, this cancer will continue, a cancer of ambiguity of speech, which will prevent us from uniting together because people will not be able to convey nuanced thoughts. It will prevent us from unifying will prevent us from coming together to solve the problems that need to be solved, such as the problem of hookup culture. It's terrible. It is not edifying to the soul. It's a very bad thing. Of course, this good book here tells us very often to abstain from sexual immorality. But if we can't even identify what sexual immorality is, if we cannot specify what it is, it will continue to persist. Once again, like a cancer. I'll see you guys next time. Jonathan Cooch Show.